Welcome to the Crucible. This is episode 8.5. That's right, I'm not considering this a full episode. It's a mini episode. It's just going to be me today, and it's going to be short. What I want to do today is talk about my reactions to the organized play announcement by FFG. I think these this video that they put out is incredibly important. If you're invested in this game, it behooves you to go watch it. There's a lot of good information. But there's two things I want to really talk about today. Uh, the first one is the notion that when you play somebody, in tournament play at least, and to me that means you should do the same thing in casual play as well so that you're sort of used to the process, you actually exchange Archon cards with your opponent ahead of time, and then they know your entire deck. Now, this is a really hard one for me. I'm of, of two completely different minds on this. The, the really competitive player in me says, this is really interesting because it gives the better player an advantage, a huge advantage. Um, if you can just flip up someone's card and look at it and immediately process, like, how many amber does it make? How many creatures does it have? How much stalling does it have? Does it have a bait and switch? Does it have board wipes? What is its win condition? What is it going to try to do? Does it have a bunch of big combos? How is it going to beat you? Like if you can just take a minute and just deduce all of that information, you have a tremendous advantage. I've always done really well in games where there was open information. That's just a, an environment I've always thrived in. So from that perspective, I think it's pretty cool. Um, but there are some issues I see with it. The, the first one is I think it really pushes having a better deck even farther. Uh, so before uh, this was announced, I was sort of working under the impression that if I am playing against the Shadows deck, I just have to assume they have bait and switch. I can't just be like, well, I don't know. Let's see. Let's roll the dice. I was planning to always play around it and assume that I could bluff it. But now, Bait and Switch is such a well-known, powerful card, if you are ever playing Shadows, your opponent, if they do nothing else, they're going to flip over the card and go, this is their Bait and Switch? No! Whoa, awesome. So the issue to me is it really pushes the, the decks that have the good cards, it pushes them even farther up the power level. If you can't bluff at a Bait and Switch, then the decks that have Bait and Switch are infinitely better than those who don't, instead of being slightly better because good players aren't going to walk into it very often on the off chance you do have it. And in fact, it's not an off chance because it's common and most Shadows decks have them. The same thing with a board wipe. You can just flip up that thing and go, do they have a board wipe? Do they have a gateway to disc? Do they have a key to disc? Do they have any of these board wipes? They don't? Oh, nice! Broosh! And you can just you know, set out all those amazing creatures you have. Whereas before, it, I, I shouldn't say before because there was no before, but if you couldn't see their card, you would have to play more carefully. Um, and so I actually, I'm really torn on this. I feel like removing the bluffing and amping up the power disparity between decks, to me personally, this is not uh, the decision I would have made. I think it's a really interesting one. I'm looking forward to trying it out and seeing if maybe I'm going to say, oh, never mind. This is amazing. I love this idea. Uh, but my guess is that it, it's, it's, let's just say it's something I'm very nervous about. 
And I, I, my gut says I would have been happier the other way, but we're going to try it out and we'll see how it is. I'm very curious to hear what you think about this. Do you think that this is going to be beneficial for the game? Do you think it's going to be a problem? What, what, is, what is your gut reaction? Um, and then the next thing I want to talk about is another decision that went the other way from what I had thought it was going to go. And that is when you open a deck and you put it in the app, it will not be affected at all. It will just be a brand new deck and nothing will happen to it. It doesn't matter how good it is. It could be the greatest deck ever made and it will be just like your buddy's horrid deck that he just opened and is devastated by and supposedly you have equal decks. Um, And you go to your first tournament and you have equal decks. And now you play a couple tournaments and now it's kind of cool, right? It, the chains start kicking in. If you're dominating with that deck, chains kick in. But the problem is, it, it's a weird scenario. What, what it's really doing is chaining the player, right? So, like, if Bobby is the best player in your store and it really doesn't matter what deck Bobby brings, it's a little bit punishing to Bobby that all of his decks have a pile of chains on them. Now, it's kind of fun because these are sort of casual, right? If it's just like a local tournament, it kind of keeps everyone on somewhat equal equal footing as all of Bobby's decks are handicapped in a massive way. But it's not really fair to Bobby. And it, what it really kind of does, I think, is it forces Bobby to acquire several good decks if he wants to play a good deck and not have it have a lot of chains. But that that's only a minor issue for me. The biggest problem with that is then if you go to take your deck to a, a major event, it resets. The chains all come off of the major events, and all decks are fresh again. And and the issue I have with that is I was kind of hoping that we wouldn't have the scenario of the best players buy 100 decks until they find the perfect deck. And if they do do that, they're going to be hampered because that deck will start off with several chains anyway because FFG will have an algorithm in place that can calculate Like, okay, the decks that are winning have the following cards. Ergo, those decks start with three chains. But they're not doing that. So it really does promote this idea amongst the most competitive players to just keep buying decks until they get a busted deck. And that I'm not thrilled with. I'm also not thrilled with the idea that if there's no initial chaining system in place, when two newer players buy a deck... They're equal decks. They just are. Right? There's you can look in the rules and it'll say, hey, if the decks feel uneven, one of the players can put chains on them. Or the two players can bid chains to play that deck. But I can tell you, already from experience, this does not work. Uh, a friend of mine who is very much like me, um, looking to get competitive, uh, they derive a lot of joy from actually winning, maybe more so than playing. Um, he got a really, really strong deck in uh, the the pre-release day, right? I got a medium deck. It's fine. It was it was not a bad deck. It was not a good deck. It's fine. He plays a game. He womps somebody. I sit down with him like, oh hi, it's been a little while since I saw you. Yeah, oh, it's great. He shows me his deck, and I'm like, oh well. So this that deck is substantially better. Um, so would you be willing to start with some chains? And he's like. No. Why would I start with chains? I've only played the deck like one or two times. That's ridiculous. And looking at it from his perspective, 
that is kind of an absurd ask of somebody, right? Like, you don't really have a lot of experience with your deck. I don't have a lot of experience with my deck. Would you mind putting chains on it? But from the from the person with the worst deck, it's basically an auto loss unless there's a huge skill gap. Um, and so then I said, okay, would you be willing to do something like we bid chains to see how many chains we think it's worth? And he's like, no, I just got this deck. It's my deck. I want to play with my deck. Again, a very reasonable statement, I think. Um, but it leaves us really illustrating, I think, this problem of just telling players and FFG just kind of washing their hands of this thing and going, I don't know, I don't know, you guys just figured it out. I just don't think that is a reasonable way to balance a game, especially amongst newer players that don't even know what deck is going to be better anyway. Now, if, if one of their, or both of them go to tournaments and get some chains, then they'll realize it. But if they're just casual players, there may be a situation where, you know, it has to be three, four, five lopsided games that are not fun before the one person finally gives in and goes, fine, I'll take two chains and try it, which, by the way, is essentially what happened at this pre-release. It, it was really fun for me because I talked to the person with the deck and he was like, it was a really fun day. I whomped everyone. All the games were pretty close, though. I don't think my deck needs chains. I talked to every one of his opponents, and they were like, yeah, it wasn't fun at all. It was a total beatdown. I don't know what he's talking about. He destroyed me. Thankfully, this person is a very reasonable person. We've talked since then, and he's like, yeah, maybe I need a couple chains. And I'm not, by the way, I'm not saying this person needs 5, 10 chains or something. All I'm saying is that I think there is a lot of hesitation by people to chain their own deck without ample evidence. And it's even harder if, like, the one player is way better than the other player. It's like, so I'm not allowed to be better than you? My deck is not better than you. I've played this game hundreds of times. I can tell from our list your deck is actually slightly better than mine. Yes, I've beaten you several times, but am I not allowed to beat you because I'm better than you? I have to handicap my deck that's worse than your deck? Like, I feel like... It puts too much pressure on people who don't have the experience to make these decisions. And FFG, I feel like, has an opportunity. Maybe not right out of the gate, right? Because they don't have all the data from the player base. But I would love to see them make an announcement like, in, th in a month from now, we're going to have tons of data in our app. And we will be able to tell you, maybe we won't tell you, you have to show up at a tournament and have these chains, right? Like, they could still do what they're doing. But they could say, here's a recommended amount of chains for this deck in casual play. I think that would be kind of like a, a way to bridge the middle ground. And people can just disregard that, especially two new players. A player opens their deck, they put it in the app, and it says, you need three chains. And they tell their buddy, listen, I've never played this game before. I, I'm not putting chains on my deck. And I'm sure the buddy would say, yeah, that's reasonable. And then they play once. The one person gets destroyed and goes, you know what? On second thought, the app said you should take three chains. I think we just noticed your deck is way better than mine. Let's try the chains. I think that's a reasonable alternative. Hopefully that's something that um, FFG is able to do in the programming of the app. That's something we'll just have to see moving forward. But bottom line is the OP video has a whole bunch of awesome information. The two big things for me are decks will not be pre-chained. You will earn them which means people are going to be getting a lot of decks to get the perfect deck. And also to get knock it chains in certain decks is going to be kind of crazy. And the second thing is, you know your opponent's deck. And really, I know you don't have to do this for casual, but you should be. 
if that's how tournaments work and you're playing on playing tournaments, you got to get used to it. So it puts a lot of pressure on people. You better know what every single card does, or at least you better know all the powerful ones, and you might want to get really good at evaluating decks quickly. Speaking of that, I do have a series on how I evaluate my decks. Um, perhaps this will give you some insight into how to look at an Archon card and just evaluate a deck. Even if you don't care that much about evaluating your decks that way, it might be really helpful in evaluating other people's decks. So if you like the video, like it. It actually helps people be able to see it. If you dislike it, dislike it. Let me know. It's no good. And I'll see you next time on Tiger Grimes Games.